Welcome into the ranch sit down. Today's guest, the winner of the 2023 Larry Joe Taylor Songwriter Showcase, military veteran, and a guy I will gladly admit is my friend, Caleb Sam Brown. Welcome, buddy. How are you? Great. Good thank, to be here. Thank you so much for coming in. And uh, this time it wasn't such a long trip to see us. You're back in Texas, I understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm out in the out in the hill country, Spicewood area. If you know where Marble Falls is, you've mm -hmm. gone too far. Mm -hmm. so, working out there. Yeah, just cool. working. Actually, so I swung a deal with uh, Jordan and the military uh, to get out six months early in exchange for doing an internship with him out of the distillery. So, really? Very yeah. cool. You're working with Iron Wolf. Love those guys. Oh, yeah. So hopefully uh, they'll do an endorsement with me. I'd appreciate some free liquor. Yeah, I mean. I, Big fan. I mean, you can. I have the keys. <laughs> but All right. See you guys. Be. Great interview. <laughs> We're out of here. No. So, uh, like, so life is different. You were a military guy last time I talked. So you yeah. took about three different trips from South Carolina to Texas to be a part of the LJT Songwriter Showcase. Took a shot. I believe it was your sister that kind of got you signed up on yeah. that. My sister Frankie, um, she she hit me up whenever I was a, uh, I was doing a little unit uh, training exercise out in California, and she called me up and was like, "Hey, this Larry Joe Taylor Fest thing is serious. You got to try out for this." And I was like, "Ah, whatever." But <laughs> yeah, no. On a whim, I went and uh, borrowed the the chaplain's guitar. Took mm -hmm. a couple videos. Waited about six hours for them to upload in the service out there. Oh, then, I bet, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, lo and behold, I got accepted in, and then it was like, oh, now I just have to commute to Texas every weekend <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Now, for was that, that hard to negotiate that with the, the higher-ups? It, it would have been if my boss hadn't been looking out for me, because as soon as we got back from that exercise, it was about like two and a half months that we were gone. Mm -hmm. So um, when we got back, he was super enthusiastic about it i was like look should i even do this and he was like man we don't have anything going on that's that we need you for this weekend you know or whenever now by the third time that i went he was like is this like are you serious is like, this a you real better thing? win this thing <laughs> oh yeah did he think you were lying just going off on leave i, I would say i would show him videos <laughs> okay, okay uh but no i mean he i i had leave saved up and so i just took my time off to to travel so yeah, last time I saw you, you were uh, it was April mm -hmm. at the festival, and you were on a complete music high. Man, oh, yeah. like you were the guy that everybody was talking about. You just won the contest. You were getting to see the festival for the first time, and those tens and tens of thousands of people. That was quite a blast, man. Just to see the smile on your face. Like I've been going to this thing for you know more than twenty years, and you start you know just kind of become second nature. But to see people out there for the first time was such a just huge smile on their face enjoying every moment and soaking up every minute of it that was really fun to see oh yeah it was super cool and you know i was talking to uh to nick bromley the other day mm -hmm. uh, you know we it was like 11 30 and he texted me still awake and i was like laying down in bed i was like yep so we <laughs> talked about songwriting for like an hour and a half oh that's but cool that was something that he mentioned you know um he just he mentioned that same thing that you did you know he said you were just so happy and i yeah. was like i couldn't i couldn't be anything else you know at that festival it was just it was so cool i saw someone wearing my t-shirt that it wasn't a blood relative so that was pretty awesome that's very nice yeah. so not only did you get to play some live music you might have made 10 bucks yeah i, I think i made exactly 10 bucks <laughs> but it was still cool that's cool so the first recordings we have from you uh lumber and gasoline oklahoma load some blue and gray and red all these very raw recordings. You did those in your home studio. Oh, yeah. That is a brave thing to do for any artist, especially when it's your first thing that's coming out because 
you're showing i mean any vulnerability that you have is going to showcase on that but i think honestly that's what won you over with our ranch listeners is because great voice great songs and a guitar and that's really all it was man and that was just it's it was it's a bold move but it was a very good move on your part i would argue that it was stupid but <laughs> but I'm not ashamed of that. Um, no, it was, I mean, it, it was something that I had poured a lot of, of passion into, and then I had to learn on the on the studio side, you mm-hmm. know, of how all that works. And, and it was a very lengthy process to even just learn all that stuff. And now I listen back to those recordings, and I'm like, I wish I knew just a little bit more at that time, you know. Right. And now I, now I do know a little bit more, but I'm a, that's why I'm getting into the studio soon. Um, that was going to be my next question. Were you are like a really tough critic on yourself during that whole process, or were you just trying to get things out? Oh no, it was it was miserable because I was list, I would listen to these mixes day in and day out, just like on my way to work. If, anytime I was in the car, anytime I had headphones, right. to hear it in different sources and everything. And I was uh, I went to the uh, to the YouTube University, you know, just yeah. <laughs> studying up on all these retired engineers sitting around right. talking about uh, you know tricks of the trade and everything, but. Uh, no, I mean, it, it was a really critical process, but I feel like that's just the type of person that I am. Like, I'm always going to be, I hope that I'm always my, my worst critic, because if not, I'd really hate to, you know, You don't want hear me what to be people. your worst critic. What's that? You don't want me to be your worst critic. No, definitely no, not. No, no, you don't. You <laughs> want to be your worst if critic. You can be, if you can be my hype man, I'd really okay, appreciate it. Okay, I can it. do that. I can do that. A whole jam box, we'll walk out in the oh, ring. Yeah. It's going to be a big deal. Hell yeah. Big deal. You got the robe on, the silk robe. <laughs> So uh, you got your guitar with us. This is the guitar, actually, that you won as part of the uh, showcase. Yes, but don't tell my accountant that. Uh, it was a gift. This is the gu- guitar that I gave you to borrow uh, because of the showcase. Yes, sir. Okay, edit that last part out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, this is this is it, and it's honestly, I've never bought a guitar in my life. Really? Um, wait, I did buy a $100 pawn shop bass guitar when I was 19. Okay because we really needed a bassist and I drew the short straw. You got so, the bass, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I've, I bought that guitar. Every other guitar has either been, there's this one, my my uncle gave me um, the Washburn that I usually take around mm-hmm. with me, um, mm-hmm. kind of my bluegrass guitar. And so, yeah, no, I've, I've never bought one. I just, I keep waiting for them to come in and so far, so good. That's crazy, man. <laughs> You're a blessed man. Yeah, I was definitely lucky. I felt like I was stealing this thing when I walked out though. Right. Because I mean, you know, it wasn't like a, it's not a hundred dollar guitar. No, I think I think it might even be a two hundred dollar guitar. Maybe, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It really no, it's is. it's great, and it really does, it really does change the way that I write music. Really, you know, it's getting a different. I didn't believe guitarists when I used to hear them say that. I was like, dude, you just want to buy another guitar, and you're telling yourself all the reasons why you're going to do it, right. even though you shouldn't. And um, <laughs> but no, like really getting, getting a different sound while doing the same things is going to make you kind of think of of what you're writing and singing differently maybe mm-hmm. not singing but definitely the way that you're picking and and the way that you move around the instrument like put you on a different level kind of yeah it's it's just like i don't know it's like it's like i've been driving a a ford taurus my whole life and then all of a sudden someone handed me the keys to a cadillac you know i'm i'm right. not going to drive it the same way yeah, that's a good point and i'm more likely to get a speeding ticket but yeah right it's a little off right what was it Dion sanders said look good feel good play good Something like that. So there you go. You got your pretty little Gibson there. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are you going to play for us, Caleb Sam Brown? So I got some new stuff uh, I've been working on. Oh, cool. So uh, for some reason, I came out of a writing block recently. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it seems like everything's just really 
really flowing now. So Good. I'm going to do a new one that I wrote a couple months ago, I guess. If I can find my capo. I told you I, I walked out without the guitar the first yeah, time this morning. Yeah, <laughs> The capo's been in my pocket all week, so. You still good? Yeah. Got it? All right, good deal. So, I wrote this song for my daughter, Abigail. Uh-huh. And it's a rare moment of me writing a, a gushy, you know, type of indulging song. Yeah, you don't song. have a lot of gushy songs. I do not. I'd rather sing about Civil War ghosts than... Right. I'd rather hear you sing about... <laughs> no, no offense, I haven't heard this song yet. But yeah, I love your Civil War song. So, we'll check this one out. It's called It's You. Hopefully right. I'll have a studio recording of this one sometime in the new year. Perfect. The humming of the highway used to be music to my ears But now I find the silence deafening all the way out here Maybe if my ears caught up to me my thoughts might settle down But I don't think my bones were meant to be buried in this town Never had much faith in the fact that I could dodge the fall. But you're the only one that's ever had faith in me at all. Cause it's you dancing at the edge of my view. I make this solemn pledge. If there's ever gonna be a reason to make me follow through, it's you. I left Carolina yesterday, I'm never looking back I guess I kinda knew that anyway, my bags are always packed I can almost see you sitting there, question on your mind I can almost hear you asking me how long I'll stay this time Cause it's you It's dancing at the edge Of my view And I make this solemn pledge If there's ever gonna be a reason To make me follow through It's you It's you it's dancing at the edge of my view. Make this 
solemn pledge God has given me a daughter It's gonna make me follow through It's you It's you Apparently, I guess. That was beautiful, Thank man. You. Caleb Sam Brown joining us here on the uh, ranch sit down. You uh, recently sent me a song called Coyote. I did. Uh, and I understand you wrote that in a in a not usual place. Yeah, I um, I had been playing around with the lyrics whenever I was I was uh, doing a workup with uh, with my Marines, and I ended up coming up with the kind of the the rhythm of it and the tune and everything whenever I was in the in the back of a CH fifty three. So we were on our way to fly up to a mountain because two of our Marines wanted to get promoted up there. We found some pilots who were willing to do it. Wow. Yeah, so it was super cool. It's like, it's very surreal being in the back of a bird. You know, they let me, they said, who wants to come sit on the turret? And everyone looked at each other and I said, well, I will if no one else. How many opportunities do you have to do that? So, um, but yeah, and then uh, there there was always yipping coyotes when we'd be, you know, out in the field. There was one Mm -hmm. night where probably we were sleeping in the back of a truck and we were supposed to leave, you know, first light the next day back to the camp and uh there was just like all of a sudden at three it was 317 in the morning i don't know why i remember that but just weird coyotes just started a whole family of them stumbled into our camp i guess we were hidden well but um they just started yipping just, just panicked, screaming yeah. yeah and <laughs> a bunch of marines woke up and started yipping and screaming too so that's <laughs> kind of cool but uh yeah no that's fine huh? that's where that happened so uh, you, what we talked about, you went in the LJT songwriting contest. You're about to go on. Uh, what is your first cruise ever because of that? Like, I feel like I should sign up for this songwriting showcase just for a chance to win a Gibson and a cruise. I definitely think it's worthwhile. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you were telling me about that song idea you had earlier. I won't reveal it until we get a tune to it. But, right. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, like unless you have that, you might have that. you might have a future in that, man. Right. I mean, well, I'm 26 years old, and it you feels have to like kiss I'm my ass in my own interview. Fine. Well, I mean, if, if anyone else could see the shit-eating grin on my face. You're here. right. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, it's it's one of those things, like, and I already feel super behind because I've spent the last, you know, spent four years in college mm-hmm. to get a commission mm-hmm. to spend five years in the military, and now it feels like I'm just so far behind. You know, I've, you see some of these young guys. Uh, um, Randy Hoyt is one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. He was in the songwriting contest. And I see these these talented guys, and I'm not. I guess I'm not old enough to say, "Oh, all these you know young men or whatever." Like, let's I'd, be honest, they look like they're 15. Yeah, but they play they like they're play like they're 40. Year, yeah, yeah, like they're years ahead of me. Yeah, and you know, it's just when you see guys like that who have really put in the work, you know, to be that that guitarist, that mm-hmm. songwriter, and you're just like, man. Whenever whenever they announced that I had won that contest, I was like, there's just no way because the amount of people that I saw in there that would walk up on stage and I'd, I'd turn to whoever w- whoever was with me and it'd just be like I'd lose to that guy that's awesome you know yeah and and the thing was like I was back probably not supposed to announce this I was one of the judges that night yeah I was backstage and there was a lot of discussion because there was so much talent it was a powerhouse in 2023 it was nuts I mean there was a good probably six or seven people that really could have won that thing oh yeah and so, like you said at the so festival you all everybody had to- up for you to win is what happened. I did that for you, Caleb. <laughs> well, I no, always, I, mean, like, I always tell the other story because when you announced me on stage at the at the festival, you said there's a lot of talented people. So 
we drew names from a hat, and this guy won. And uh, I tell people that, and I'm like, you don't believe me? Shane Hollinger said it. Like, he, man, yeah. it was – it was, but, like, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, he's good, and he's good, and she's good, and she's good. Like, what do we do here? There were so, so many talented. And but, just, like, to hear some of the songs that people would put out. Like, I mean, I'm not a super, like, emotional person. Uh, but, like, I was sitting there tearing up at some of, some of those ballads that people were singing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you – you didn't make this up. You know what I mean? You only yeah. put it in your oh, words. Yeah. Like, there's certain songs that you hear and you're like, this is... This is their song. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And they just opened up their heart in front of everybody, which is a hard thing to do. Which you're good at doing, though. Like, You, you hear that real raw emotion in your songs. That's I, I'm just... I'm hopelessly honest. Is that like, what it is? I, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's a problem with that. I, I tried lying one time and, and I got confused, so I figured <laughs> I'll just keep it simple, stupid. You right, know? yeah. So have you set any goals for yourself now that you're you're done with your military career? Set any goals for yourself for music? Like, what's the next step for you? Where do you feel like you need to do next? Um, Are you still trying to figure that out? Well, I mean, it's it's weird, right? I've started a band in every town that I've lived in, pretty mm-hmm. much. Started one in, except Virginia, I guess, because COVID was going on. But yeah, Florida, you know, I started a small group. Um, South Carolina, I had a group. I, I really wish I could have brought both of those guys with me, but um, you know, it. That's always step one. Is step one is always get the band together, you mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. I've got some good friends who are musicians back here in Texas, and that's. I'm kind of leaning on them, but yeah, I mean, I I'm tired of doing the solo stuff, to be honest, because it's it, it takes almost as long to set up. Yeah. If you're doing a solo show, you don't have a roadie with you. Right. Yeah. The pay is all right, depending on where you go. Yeah. Uh, but. No, I think that, and and people want to hear what the song was intended to sound like, right. which is with a band yeah. in mind. So that's yeah. that's the next step, I guess. And then, you know, getting my name out there. I know that this is a people business, so building a reputation mm-hmm. on the, on the call it the logistical side, but like on the actual performance side, you know, and building a good reputation with venues and owners yep. and things like that. And um, I know that that's the only way you can do it. You don't, you know, you don't make friends by burning bridges. So just right. trying to to kind of piece that together and and build a reputation among the people you know and and doing things like this you know people who who have already become very successful in their respective fields that is parallel to the industry that I'm you know a part of it's it's right. really hard to go and pitch yourself <laughs> the product that you're selling as musician is yourself yeah so if you go to someone and you say hey you should hire me and they're like who are you? Right. You know, it's like you're. Already, it's almost like it's already an ask. So I, I think building the business side is and and letting the music just happen. Mm-hmm. You know, as as it will, because I, like I said, coming out of a writing block, and I I sat down and just had almost ten songs just come isn't that flying weird out. Weird how that happens. It's to so you weird. Guys? Over like, a year, and I couldn't. Just, you're put trying pen to paper. your hardest, and sometimes when you don't try is when it happens. It's like what in the world? That's so what is it. Caleb? What is like your songwriting process when you? Do you do you wait for that inspiration or like when you said you came out of the block and you started writing? Do you set like okay today starting at ten o'clock I'm gonna sit down at this desk and write? Well, I mean what? Oh, absolutely what, not! I can't. I can't is that do that. Not, that's not you. See, everybody's different, and it's yeah. always very interesting to me because nobody seems to do it the same way. So, what is your process usually? Um, it's it, it always starts with a line, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I don't think, hey, I want to write a song about blank, and people will give me recommendations for songs and I'm not very good at taking that and crafting it into something it has to be something like for me I think wordplay is my favorite part about it is just putting 
English is a weird language, you yeah. know, made up of all these other languages, and I find it to be right. comical almost to to, to shape it. Times. Yeah, yeah. And so to shape it into something that's rhythmic and everything. Once I have that first line, I I told my grandpa the other day because he he claims not to have a musical bone in his body, and um, he he was asking me the same question, and I hadn't really thought about it, but I realized it's kind of like a clam, you know, or an oyster. Whenever they get that little bit of dirt or whatever it is in there, it takes a long time, and they just sit there and get mm-hmm. rolled around. And that's the only way it ever becomes a pearl. So for me, and if I say I'm going to sit down and open to get to the pearl too, hundred yeah, percent, yeah, yeah. And you don't know if it's ready yet, you know. Right. And you yeah. could be wasting that effort. So it's kind of just a, a word or a phrase will come into my mind, and I'm like, I really like the the feel of that or the taste of that, mm-hmm. you know. And then the tune always comes at the same time. I never have a line mm-hmm. that's independent of a tune, and that's why for me I have so many scrap songs because mm-hmm. I have like a golden gem line in there, I think, and then I can't make the rest of the song happen i can't scrap that and put into a different a different so meter or a different just, if tune you, if you can't make it work are you done with it or do you store those little scraps somewhere and notes. hopefully brings it back my notes app oh is, well, but it's full huh? oh it's a graveyard of, of <laughs> dead song ideas but what I, I think are great ideas. i have really come back to you know it, it in a in a perfect songwriting scenario like whenever i wrote um it was when i wrote oklahoma lonesome yeah i um i literally like my wife had gone out of town for a week or something like mm-hmm. that. And I literally, it was just my first night I'd been in, um, you know, in training for my military stuff. And it was the first time I really had like a full weekend off and it was quiet in the house. And I just sat down and, or no, I walked around the house. I'm a nervous pacer. Yeah. I walked around the house for a couple hours until I just had the whole thing typed up in my phone. And, but sometimes I'll sit and chew on one for weeks before. And, and then all of a sudden it's just song happens. So that's weird. how it was with that one I did. It's you. Uh, that was I wrote that on a drive home. Wow. Just and oh, it just happened. Hopefully you just wrote it in your head. You weren't literally writing it on a piece of paper as you're driving. I will neither confirm nor <laughs> deny that. But um, for the authorities listening, I'm a very responsible driver. Very, very responsible driver. Thanks, yeah. Rain Man. So uh, <laughs> I, I still remember watching you in that moment in April we introduced you as the winner you got to be on the stage there in front of the crowd at Larry Joe's and standing backstage Dave Perez was about to come up and help you out with the uh, Tejas Brothers come out and help you mm-hmm. out on a song and you did your first song and he leans over to him and he goes we made the right choice <laughs> like and it was just like god yeah and it, for me that was so cool to see an artist become a fan of another artist Oh, it's you always know, like that's this. That's such a neat feeling to see that happen. Yeah, and it's cool to to realize you're becoming a fan of someone at the same time. Because, yeah. like, when I first became a Turnpike Troubadours fan, mm-hmm. it took me a long time to to really get into their songs because I knew that they were catchy, right? Yeah. But you listen to one of those songs and the amount of story that's packed into that, and then it goes to a super catchy melody, and it's like, you know, Evan Felker is just such a genius in the way that he writes. Absolutely. And, and so seeing myself become a fan of him to the point where, like, I don't even listen to music very much anymore. Really? You catch me at work and I have headphones in, I'm probably putting on an audio Such an egomaniac, you only listen to your own stuff. <laughs> wow. I am such an egomaniac, I'm listening to my own stuff going, damn it, that needed That's more kick terrible. drum. <laughs> Why so, did I put that on tape? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, yeah, well, I should have hired someone. But um, no, it's, it's, it, is, it is a cool feeling seeing that and, like, seeing other musicians, t- having them tell you, that they're a fan of your stuff is like I remember when I played solo gigs mm-hmm. and this guy had walked in and he had a Gibson or a Fender shirt on or something and I was like crap 
there's someone here who knows what he's doing. Right. He knows that I don't know what I'm doing. And that, like, <laughs> imposter syndrome type of thing. But right. Having musicians that you can just legitimately sit down and have a conversation with mm-hmm. and, you know, even if it's just telling you, hey, good set, you know, like someone told me good set and then shook my hand in line for the, the Porta John at the at the Larry Joe Taylor Fest. He said, my name's Walt. And I said, Wilkins or Disney? And <laughs> he confirmed in fact, Wilkins. Wow. So, wow. And it's just, you know, I got to introduce my dad to um, to uh, Max Soling and his wife. Yeah. And because he introduced me to that music years ago, and then to see this literal giant of a man in person, like, you know, and, and I think he said something along the lines of, hey, going to be honest, didn't catch your set, but I wish I had. And I was like. No, he could have lied to you. He could have lied to me. but he sounded great. <laughs> Like, I haven't Turn played around. yet. Jackass. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> He'll never be me. But, yeah, like, just getting getting the inside of the industry in that way is just super cool. And I'm I'm fascinated with all the all the logistical elements of making it happen. I've learned so much about how to run sound. I'm considering just quitting being a musician and doing that because <laughs> that's where the sound. money is. Yeah, that's where you're actually going to get paid, right? For sure, yeah. Because yeah. everybody has to have sound. So, yeah, it's it's really cool. I'm, I'm so glad your sister got you in. To that that showcase because you've become a part of this scene and as you've noticed now and you're seeing it like you said your your conversation with nick brumley the other night we're all champions for each other it's not a competition in the the texas red dirt americana scene mm-hmm. it is just we're all trying to do something with their same goal of you know getting this music out to the world but doing it our own way and showing that you can have some depth and some realism in your lyrics and still make an impact and that's so glad you're a part of the scene man it's i mean i didn't even listen to country music when i was super little or like Mm -hmm. in high school because i heard the stuff on the radio and thought oh that's country music i don't really care for that and then my dad introduced me to cross canadian ragweed and my world changed you know what i mean that changed a lot of people man (laughs) that really did it it really did and then seeing you know cody canada is is another another guy that i'd like to sit down and talk to just because one, I'd like to get guitar lessons from him. Right, but. yeah. Oof, God. Good luck with that. Yeah, probably a long waiting list. Keep but. up with that. That's impossible. <laughs> so how about one more song, Caleb? Yeah, for sure. What are we going to hear? This is another one I'm taking into the studio. And it's called... Um, name this one Just How Lonesome. That's okay. what it is. And uh, it goes something like this. Step one is admit you have a problem. Well, now I guess I ain't got past that one yet. Living in my own personal rock bottom. Finding out just how lonesome, lonesome gets. Had me swimming in a sea of expectations Dotting all my T's, crossing all my I's Now I'm drowning in my own inebriation Thinking about the days when I could call you mine Now they say step one is admit you have a problem well now i guess i ain't got past that one yet living 
sit down man it's so good to catch up with you oh yeah just a pleasure so when are you going to go in studio and are we allowed to tell you who you're on in studio with um i don't know because i haven't asked who okay. i'm going to the studio with okay. but um no i'm i'm going to be doing it probably end of january okay. if not beginning oh, of february so pretty close yeah, yeah hopefully if they're able to squeeze me in the schedule some great engineers i can't wait to right to talk about that but yeah. one thing is i i do get to work with lloyd mains for one for one track so bless you man I'm that is so, so excited cool. having someone who knows what they're talking about talk to me yeah as i'm doing the music instead of afterwards saying you could have yeah or you should have after the fact yeah, yeah. i've heard heard a lot of that since my my bedroom album came oh out. really <laughs> the bedroom <laughs> album i like the name of that so no i'm super excited and i really appreciate you having me on man it's it's good to be in Fort Worth, Texas. Seen, yeah, seen three violent homeless people today. So that's, that's been cool. a good. That's a slow day, man. Yeah, exactly. Well. <laughs> day, another day in paradise. So. Right, Caleb Sam Brown. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Great job, man. Oh man, great job. I should have warmed up my horse. Oh. That one's. That one's never going to be the opener for the set. That's a doozy. Yeah, I got to say, you got to build up to that. That's <laughs> some bourbon first. Oh yeah. Dude, I'm trying. Are you? <laughs> I don't really drink that much, like very rarely. We went to Austin this last weekend, and I had like uh, two old fashions, and I thought I was gonna die. It's like, oh my god, what's going on? Mm-hmm.
Yeah, you remember? Isn't that weird? Yeah, 